You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. <laughs> Welcome to From the Cheap Seats. I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, and Professor Trent Nichols. And Brandon's playing with the headphones. He's got me turned down pretty well. But I'm good. I'm good. Don't, don't go fooling with it anymore. All right. Big weekend of football, Hurricane Florence. It appears we have seen her worst. And uh, except for the fact that it cost me the Canelo Alvarez Triple G fight this weekend, I'm no worse for the wear. Did you guys make it through the storm okay? Yeah. Good. Good. It actually um, would be more cost. It'd be. more cost prohibitive to ship all the water I have to people who need it <laughs> than to just build a swimming pool it's one and of just those pour things, it in man. there. You, you got to look at it, dude. When it comes to bottled water, you have to wonder, you know, you donate that stuff and the shipping on it, man. I, it's like I play a, a played a golf tournament the last five or six years, and for the first couple years, the trophies were bricks that were embossed. With the you know flight champion or whatever the case might be, and there were a couple of of corporate types who had to mail those trophies out to the guys that won them. And they're like, dude, it'd be easier just to go buy a brick locally <laughs> for those guys and pay for them to have it engraved than it is to ship a brick. Can you imagine shipping yeah. a brick? Well, I donated all my uh, extra bottle of water already. Oh yeah, where? Uh, yeah, I took it down to the uh, the river and just threw it in there and. <laughs> I'm sure all the people in Wilmington will pick it out, grab it, Fayetteville. Oh, nice. That's the funniest thing you're going to say today, I'm pretty sure. Nah, I might be good, man. Although, I mean, did, you, did you see this guy's video on Facebook? I did. I saw it. <laughs> I showed it, awesome. showed it to my girls. That's because I saw it on Twitter, that one about those teenage boys. I'm like, dude, we need to reenact it was, this. It was the funniest cool. thing Chris is going to say is, don't ship a brick. <laughs> don't ship a brick. Hey, at halftime, well... At the end of the third, he was shipping a brick with the Bengals. So, well, that's how the week got started for <laughs> Thursday, and I was settled in. I was settled in on Thursday, packed in, you know, bottles of water everywhere. I thought this was the last time I'd get to watch TV, so I watched Ever? every second of that <laughs> Bengals game because I figured by now I still wouldn't have power. You're a closet Bengal fan, man. That's that's <laughs> no. really what's going on. No, y'all saw what my deal was. Like, so Charter Spectrum went out, and they sent me. I was like, God, you know, what's the point in having power if you can't watch TV? <laughs> I know that's insensitive. I apologize. But I will say this. They sent me this really sweet email, like, going, hey, if you're, you know, you're out. And that a- is tight customer service. They were responsive. They were Dude, like, we get hey, that you got to have TV. We've got an app. We're almost never out. So here's an app so you can log on and watch all your favorite shows. And Dude, Charter is 
awesome. Thank you, Charter. And they were like, okay, so for this package, it's $29.99. I'm <laughs> on. <laughs> That's the Hurricane Florence special. Somebody get Governor Cooper on the line, man. That's price gouging. That's probably a $5 package normally. It's when bad. are these TV companies going to get it? When are they going to understand? They, they're actually on my TV, and I have a TV that is not a smart TV. My, my TV has a PhD. It is a very, very intelligent TV, and it has all these apps that I have access to on the television where I can pay to watch television shows or movies. <laughs> yeah. That's never going to happen under any circumstances. And I don't know why these delivery systems and these production companies don't understand. You better figure out some other way to monetize it than money coming out of my pocket. It's not going to happen. Yeah, and these smart TVs only make you feel oh, inferior dude. as a person. <laughs> like, I was texting y'all, and you're like, oh... It's not the TV. It's smart. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure you could figure out some fire stick was thrown around. I later found out that the uh, PlayStation that I got my daughter last year would have allowed me to watch yeah. some stuff. Yes. But I, don't, I haven't touched that <laughs> since it's been in my house. But, yeah, I mean, sometimes the TVs are just too smart, right? And it's good when you got power. It's like, oh, yeah, here, here, I can do a couple of things. I can watch some YouTube. I can get on the Internet if I want to on my TV. For what reason, I have no idea. But not during the storm. <laughs> not, during, not during flow. Yeah, the second to the last TV I bought, <coughs> we went in and we were in the showroom, and they absolutely sold us the package. It was one of those Google TVs. And my wife was like, I, ha I must have that. And I was like, I, okay. And the sh the guy in the showroom, he's like, all you have to do is this, what? And he'd press a button and crazy things would happen. That's you nice. could sync it to your phone. You could do whatever you wanted to. And I'm like, oh, my God. That's amazing. Dude. I think they say that people <laughs> use 10% of their brains. I'm certain we never used 10% of the capacity that TV had because we couldn't figure it out. 0.05%. Oh, my God. Dude, trying to cast from your phones. Well, down, you, you know, you go into the manual online, and it's like, well, all you have to do is go download this app. And you download that app, and it's like, yeah, this app's inactive now. You need to do this other one. And just, it's a it's a bunny trail. So, uh, basically, it is a TV. It, that, and that's the question for today. If you have a smart TV and you don't know how to use it, do you really own a smart TV or do you just have a TV? You just have a TV. <laughs> I, I, have, I have no idea if my TV's smart or not because all I do is turn it on. Nice. That's it. It may have apps. It may get the internet. I don't know. I turn on my TV and my direct TV box. I mean, at and least I don't have to get up to be and push buttons like I did when I was a kid or turn a knob. I'm fine. Well, yesterday, I was, as I was cussing out. I have a out, phone for the apps, right? I don't right. need a TV for it. Yeah, I need to probably look into one of those fire sticks or something. But as I was cussing out all my technology yesterday because <laughs> I couldn't watch any football, the smart TV did do one thing. It said, Brandon, keep Josh Gordon on your fantasy football team. <laughs> You have a smart TV indeed, sir. HD TV like You're Chris just has. lucky because, see, I know better. I'm lucky. I, here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. 
in in your league, you can't release anybody and replace them until Tuesday. At the absolute earliest. You, you can always release. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, the – yeah. Why There's would you waiver. just release somebody without waiting to pick somebody up off waivers? And everybody that would had played goes on to waivers, and you can't pick them up till Wednesday or Thursday. So my question for you is in the wake of everything that went down on Saturday with Josh Gordon and the announcement, Josh Gordon's going to be released. If you could have replaced him, with a waiver wire claim on Sunday afternoon, would you have done it? No, because I already had trade offers for him. So, no. okay. And plus, he was my keeper, so I just I thought it would just be interesting at this point. There's principalities in this, just to see what. Oh yeah, happens. you were in for a penny, so I figured you'd be in for a pound. I was just like, so you know, let's just see what happens with him, you know? Because it was a him. you got some raised eyebrows when you took him. I'm like, oh, that's a little early, but. It could pay off. My question for you is, you seem to have managed this situation well. In stark contrast, the Browns to the Cleveland Browns are like, we're done with this dude. <laughs> we're done with him. We're cutting him. We can't take it anymore. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 maybe, maybe we'll trade him. Come on, dude. Masters of negotiation. <clears throat> Didn't this is they, the, same the Raiders team offer them a first trade round. for AJ McCarron last year? Didn't the Raiders offer the Browns a first round pick for Josh Gordon probably. before the season? Yes, probably they did. And I'm sure that they probably could have got more than the fifth rounder they got from New England hmm. had they not come out and told the world we're done with this dude. We think he's high again, and he hurt his hamstring. What what deal would you have anybody in Cleveland negotiate on your behalf? Ever, under you, any circumstances. But can't you also hear all the people that are close to Josh Gordon saying, hey, hey, it's going to be okay. The best thing for you is to be in close quarters with Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> well, here's the like, thing. Rob Gronkowski is a knucklehead away from the football field. Yeah. There has never, ever, 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 ever been an issue with him on the field. New England does not miss on these reclamation projects. Corey Dillon was a malcontent in Cincinnati forever. Now he's got a Super Bowl ring. He's probably going to the Hall of Fame. Randy Moss. Randy Moss's career was over. It was over. He sat and did he ever even take, play a snap for the Raiders? Remember that year that he was there? Yeah. I no, Randy Moss was done. I can't go back into the annals of my mind with NFL free agent types that these guys have signed where it's not worked out. And now, Trent, you made a point before we came on the air. Tom Brady probably has his most physically talented receiver ever. Ever. The dude's 41 years old. He's never played around a talent like this. By the time Randy Moss got there, Randy Moss was old. Yes, he was effective. He was, But that is the gold standard so far. And here's the deal. New England is going to make it clear from the ownership group all the way down to the backup receivers in the receivers room, you do it this way or you sit. Right. Nobody is bigger than that than that ball club, except Tom Brady. But Tom will spell it out. This is where I expect you to be on time, coming out of your breaks. If you don't, I'm not going to throw the ball to you, and you're going to sit. They have nothing invested at this point. It's the perfect situation. Well, and it was clear against Jacksonville 
that they made it a focal point of their defense to take out Gronk. Well, of course. Right? <coughs> so you add a receiver that's – and I don't want to say, like, he's once in a lifetime because he's not. But he's, like, super special. Like, if you can get his head right, he's shown that he can be almost the best receiver in the league. And then if he can just act right, you're getting Edelman back. All of a sudden, the Patriots don't look as vulnerable as they do now. Okay, but we we don't even – I say we. Like, I'm a – you know, I'm Patriots nation now. Here's the thing. The Patriots don't need him to be special. They don't need him to be once in a lifetime. Who's who are the top five receivers in football right now, Trent? Throw some names out there: Julio Jones, Julio AJ Jones, Green, AJ Green, Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown. Michael Thomas is probably in that conversation. Yep. Yep. Then you have that next year where you've got guys like Sammy Watkins, you've got guys like Alshon Dr- Jeffrey, Demarius There's, Thomas. Demarius Thomas is a great one. Emmanuel, Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders. I think he's right there too. Okay, so here's the situation. Let's take Alshon Jeffrey, who's in that sort of 10-ish range in terms of best receivers in football. Put him on the Patriots. Game changer. Well, see, that's Absolutely. The, that's that, all they need Gordon to be. Anybody. Yeah. Anybody yeah. in that second tier you put on the Patriots in their top five. Absolutely. Easily. So the, the expectation for this guy to be a great component and propel these guys to another AFC championship doesn't have to be a once – in a generation type player. If he is, oh God. Brady might legit play till he's 46 years old. I mean, can you imagine if Brady had AJ Green, AJ Green's whole career? No. They may have never lost a Super Bowl. No. I mean, ever. you take and, and they take, may have never lost a game. I'm I'm with you. I mean, and and these guys, you're talking about a team right now, and there's a lot being made about Jacksonville beating them up. And they beat them up pretty good at home. With a chip on their shoulder. Well, here's the first thing. If you put any real receiver out there on the field, whether it be Edelman coming back, Josh Gordon, a combination, whatever, um, Jalen Ramsey doesn't get to cover Gronk all day. Mm -mm. Because if you do, now you got the top receiver on your ball club that's a legit number one facing man coverage against somebody else. This is a big deal. We'll talk about it more on the other side and talk more, I love it, about how Cleveland screwed this up. Krista Lambert, Brandon Atkins, two American patriots trying to make sports talk radio great again. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts, every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit jimmyv.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Every time I listen to that Trump outro, I think about John Cooper. Little Diddy, that Chris and Brandon, two American kids doing the best they can. There you go. Beautiful. I, I'm glad you jumped in that with me. That yeah, was, man. Was singing. I, I'm just backing you up, brother. So we, we talked about how the Patriots are the absolute perfect landing spot for Josh Gordon. And I hate the Patriots. I hate Bill Belichick. I hate Tom Brady. Envy. 
everything about Tom Brady's life. Yes, <coughs> that's me. But they don't miss with these reclamation projects because they put them in a very regimented situation where there is no room for error because the alternative is the bricks, and they will cut you. They don't care. Or they'll trade you to Cleveland. as Jamie Collins. Cleveland, on the other hand, when have they ever not had one of these blow up in their face? I, I would... I could give you three hours to do research and get back to me, and you couldn't find one. It doesn't work, and it couldn't be more glaringly obvious why that is. Well, as far as Cleveland goes, also, the whole conversation leading up to this was that they're like handling Josh Gordon the right way. They're sticking by their man. They're just trying to make sure he gets the right treatment. What if Cleveland was the problem the entire time? That the the reason that this guy didn't get right is because he's in a bad organization that's been bad for a very long time. And if he goes to New England and even does anything, creates space for Gronk or whoever the case may be, it makes Cleveland look even worse after that. Didn't Trent Richardson get traded to the Cleveland Browns? Yes. He was a knucklehead, right? Where's Trent Richardson now? Wait, think, no, didn't they draft Trent Richardson? Did they draft him and they trade him? They drafted him and then traded him to oh, Indy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. He was the third pick and then uh, – My bad. And then what's-his-face was the 22nd pick, the quarterback. I don't remember his name. He's Johnny Manziel. Who are we talking about? You used the 22nd pick. What are you talking about? It might have been Johnny Manziel. I'm, I'm trying to figure out – Yeah. Where you went with that? Well, but, I mean, but I'm, what I'm I saying is, to your, Richardson to your obviously point, didn't work there. To your point, it's so bad in Cleveland that you forget all the mistakes that they've and how they went down. Oh, like, and I'm here to you know just to throw some names out there. Justin Gilbert flamed out. Corey Coleman just from last year flamed out. In fact, the Patriots signed Corey Coleman too. By the way, Johnny Manziel. Josh Gordon, all these guys it's attributed. Deshaun Kaiser, the issue with Kaiser coming out of Notre Dame, eh, he doesn't really love football that much. Well, guess what? He still really doesn't love football that much. The Browns, as an organization, obviously don't know how to create a winning formula to plug these guys into. That's the exact opposite of, of, of New England. I think there were some other alternatives for Gordon Gordon could have gone to Dallas. Dallas probably wouldn't have worked out. They don't have any better history with these type with these type of knuckleheads than Cleveland does, really. Not the least of which is Randy Gregory, who's probably gone again. Well, that's what was funny about Dallas is Dallas was like, no, not interested. I'm like, Dallas, you've been such a joke. The only reason you're any different than the Cleveland Browns is that you win six more games and you got that brand of American scene. Yeah, I mean, it, part of it's the history. You know, you're talking about Cleveland, a team that left their city and then had to be replaced by the NFL versus one of the most storied franchises in American sports history, even though they haven't done anything in the last 20 years. But here's here, here's the thing with Cleveland. Off the field, it's a mess. That's why Johnny Manziel was never going to work there. It's why Josh Gordon, they should have cut sling with this guy years ago. I've already said how badly they handled their capacity to negotiate in this in this instance. You don't come out and tell the world, 
we're done with the guy. He hurt himself. He's probably drunk again. He's not himself. He's got psychological issues. They finally came clean about what happened this offseason, and we're like, eh, well, the reason we kind of let him go to rehab is because we had real concerns about relapse, blah, blah, blah. That's the first time they'd said anything like that. Before, it was just, oh, we're letting him work through, doing what he needs to do. Then, only in reaction to the phone calls where everybody's calling is like, are you for real? We'll give you a little bit of something on <laughs> But by then, they had no leverage, and they walk out of this with a fifth-round pick. You're a joke, Cleveland. Well, the Patriots wouldn't have gotten him if they released him. Well, no. Actually, if they released no, him, he, he was a free agent. That's right. So He's a vested veteran. They didn't even have, to, have to trade that's right. for him. They would have gotten him anyways. Maybe. Just offer him the most Maybe money. Maybe he seems, potentially. And, and there's never any telling what's, what's what and what's not coming out of this guy's mouth. The whispers are that he wanted to go to Dallas, which is his hometown, basically, or to San Francisco. San Francisco would have been a great fit. The better fit would have been New Orleans. And that kind of ties this all together because Cleveland, amidst all of this going on with Gordon, beat the snot out of New Orleans for about 55 minutes and then absolutely gacked the game away. Hold up. You want Josh Gordon in New Orleans? That's like putting a feral cat into like a cage of Mises, some some mice. Did you just say Mises? By the way, Menzel is returning to the Alouettes starting lineup. So awesome. He'll, he'll be right back in the league in no time. That's it was Brady Quinn that was drafted in the 22nd pick out. of that. I mean, that's not game. even a knucklehead. Brady Quinn's a pretty good guy, except he's a little arrogant. They can't pick quarterbacks, and they can't but That they was can't the Trent foster. Richardson and Brady Quinn were the Browns' first two picks. I was thinking it went the other way. I thought the Colts took him and traded him to Cleveland, but I guess it was Cleveland trading him to to Indy. You tend to want to block those decisions out. I I really, I just, I really honestly assume that these personnel decisions that Cleveland make are going to be wrong. And here's the deal: Cleveland, first of all, out they outplayed New Orleans in New Orleans for most of the ball game on Sunday, and down the stretch, Hugh Jackson. Everybody's talking about Zane Gonzalez, and he missed two extra points. He missed two field goals. Got it. He's horrible. He shouldn't be there. He's responsible. He probably for won't eight. here in another twenty-four hours. But it was a three-point game, and he he was responsible for eight points, not well, being on the scoreboard. But here's the thing: is with four minutes left, Cleveland had the ball back in good field position. All they had to do was run the clock out, and on first and ten, in a situation like that, where all you got to do is kill the clock, and win ball game. They run a reverse and lose nine yards on first down. Set themselves behind the chains of second and 19. And as soon as that happened, I think everybody in the building knew, oh, (laughs) Drew Brees about to get you. And you can only hold him down so long. I have never, honestly, and I don't mean to be too dramatic about this, I don't know that I've ever seen Drew Brees stifled like he was for the first 50 minutes of that Cleveland game this weekend. That Cleveland defense is nice. We, get, we went nuts over the Denzel Ward pick when they took him at four. Can't lie. Denzel Ward looks pretty good. He could be a legitimate shutdown corner. That <coughs> defensive front and the pressure they bring, it is sudden. It is often Greg Williams doing a, a, a great job with it. Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley on the offensive side, you're both a couple of idiots. Okay, well, think about what they look like with Chubb. So that makes me well, think. I mean, that's I, what I was, I what I was wondering how much – how much better would have they know. been with so Chubb? So think about how much better they view with Chubb, which makes me think 
Tyrod Taylor is not the guy. All right, come on now. It's time to like they got one tie in the like basically hurricane conditions. Was that y'all beat? It's boxing? a ghost of OT song. <laughs> so, um, and then you know, if you if you got Baker Mayfield, go ahead and run him out there. Tyrod Taylor's still gonna be there. It's not like he's gonna. Is it demand time though? It oh, is. it was time yesterday. It is. It, it is. was time yesterday. It wasn't. Was it Tyrod's fault that they lost? No, nah, wasn't Tyrod Taylor. But I here's, think here's Tyrod it. Taylor. So I mean, if the kicker would have scored the eight points that he was responsible for missing, they would have won. Well, there's a lot of things that could have happened, and they would have won. Yeah. They they that game was. So I don't know if it's Mayfield time yet. Two more losses, and then it is. Why would it not? Cleveland. I know that you said nine to seven are going to the playoffs. It's not going to happen. I hope you see that now. No, I still believe it. Well, you're still wrong because <laughs> they haven't even gotten into they haven't even gotten to the meat of their schedule. I, I'm telling you, the chances of them winning more than one game in the division are almost zero. Hold on, you just said they haven't even gotten to the meat of their schedule, and they played Pittsburgh and the Saints. Well, Pittsburgh's I mean, horrible. I would say so that. Just talking about the. Uh, you, you're right. I misstated that. They haven't gotten into the. Through the first couple weeks, you're right. They did. They, it's a tough draw coming out of the gate. I'll, you, I'll give you them. You tie that. one game. You're in the other. Your kicker I, blows eight points. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they very well could be two and zero oh right now. Well, they very well are not two and zero. Oh. <laughs> They're not. But that doesn't mean they one. won't. Be. So, all right. Here's my question then: What does the record? need to get to before they're like, you know what, we invested the first pick in the NFL draft into this kid. We're going to go ahead and give him his shot. 0-3-1. So if they lose two more, yeah. they get and in And it's there. Baker time. And you don't get your 9-7, and seven, but you get 9-6-1, and one, right? Yeah. And then they're in the playoffs. I said 9-7. and seven. That's what they were going to be. That's what you said. I'll never card. forget that you said that. You said it emphatically. And I firmly believe it. And – I firmly believe that you're smoking crack cocaine on the side. <laughs> you, I just dude, don't believe it's going to happen. You put the Bengals in the Super Bowl. I did. And they still may because they had a real – I enjoyed the first half of their game. But I'm sorry, Josh Gordon is now on the Patriots and Jacksonville – is for real, yo. All right, well, we'll, talk, we'll explore that a little bit more. Talk talk specifically about some other games. You're listening to From the Cheat Seats. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. to sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose? Well, not all realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas, and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS, and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with REMAX Real Estate Service, and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. 
I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue and you can use like anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. And now, from Sanford, North Carolina, Chris Lambert and Brandon Atkins. Got money, got fame, fast cars and everything. Alright, welcome back from the Chief Seas here in Central North Carolina. We hope you made it through Hurricane Florence okay. If not, uh, let us know what we can do for you. Yeah, email us at Cheap Seat Radio. Cheap Seat Radio. Cheap. At gmail.com. That's it, Cheap Seat Radio at gmail.com. Yes. Yes, why did I struggle? If you need that? water, let me know. I'll throw more in the river. Cheap we'll Seat Radio at gmail.com. And, hey, big thing coming down the pipe. So, you know, we've been doing Wednesday night trivia at Libations forever. It's been a, been doing that for as long as we've been doing the show. Um, no longer on Wednesday nights. What? Now it will be at 6.30 every Thursday night. Thursday nights, Libations on Chatham. Come on out, have an adult beverage or two. Dude, have you been in there and seen the bar that is Mm-mm. being constructed? In there? No. Have you seen? It's wrapped in copper. It is dope. Hmm. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So come on out. Cool prizes. Great time. Best trivia host in the history of games, I believe. I think I'm in the conversation with Wink Martindale and Bob Barker. Yeah. But you're not at the Alex Trebek dude, level? Alex Trebek is lame. Dude. I should, I, dude, I should do Jeopardy. What does Alex Trebek add to the program? He's uh, I mean, seriously. I actually like how condescending it is. <laughs> like yes. he like he wrote the questions. Yes. I, I, I wish he would do a little more <laughs> of that. Like shame people for like the really stupid answers. I sh- I should do that. I, I do love and see that's the difference between me and Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek plays a smart guy on TV. I am a really smart guy. Not really. That's true. I have lots of lot of useless knowledge, and I do spend a lot of time putting these categories together. Um, but. Thursday nights. Now, there's another addition to this equation as well. Wings and Things will be out back with their food truck set up Thursday. Mm -hmm. And henceforth, every Thursday, 6.30, the food trucks will be out there starting about 5.45. So come on out. If you're anywhere near Sanford, North Carolina, come on down. Hang out with us. And uh, if you don't have a great time, I'll give you your entry feedback. Yeah, that's fair. Because there is. Can no. I just say that's not going to happen? What? Getting the entry fee back. Well, sure it is. Well, there there's is no not one, fee. but it even costs if there was nothing one. to play. Even if there was one, no, I would not. I'm a, I'm a law student now, so I'm dangerous. 
I can tell you when there's been a contract form, what was, you know. What, oh, I know. What, what, what constitutes an ad versus. You, you uh, can't even play cornhole with this guy without him, like, oh barking God. out some, like, legal jargon. Oh, no. I He's would like, prefer that we not talk about that cornhole game. I, I, I just would prefer that we not. Is that okay? Uh, sure. Moving along. Contempt of court. Objection. You can't handle the truth. Like, we score 21 points. Objection. <laughs> All right, what are we talking about? It was just the tequila talk. Can I just say something real yeah. quick, though? Go ahead. With, to end the Cleveland conversation, because nobody wants to hear about them anymore. No. Kickers. Dude. Is it? I, it's called football. Is it time to take them out of the game in certain situations? Wouldn't you rather see – and I heard this, so I'm stealing this. The Rams did. Okay. So they've started to, like, just run two-point conversions? Well, the they Rams They did kicker because their hurt. kicker got hurt. Oh, okay. yeah. They refused. Todd Gurley had, what, two two-point conversions? Yeah. They didn't kick a field goal, I think, after that. Well, and Pittsburgh and about he got hurt half in the, first the time quarter. just goes for two anyway. Um, I thought Zerline is going with this. Zerline had a really good game. No, he was hurt. <laughs> I had Trent in fantasy oh, this yeah, week. Yeah, I got you. Every week so anyway, I lose somebody. Yeah, right. So anyway, long story short, isn't it time? So I think it was on uh, the Leopard show, I think they were talking about Havistraw, like went off on kickers in the NFL. And he was like, why are we having people – that do complete opposite things to decide a football game from what just happened in the previous, I don't know, 40-some-odd minutes. So they don't do anything like a football player. Everybody's battling out. And then you have – and his example was, let's, let's you know, have the Golden State play Cleveland in Game 7 in the NBA Finals and have a swimmer come out and decide – the game. Well, like, uh, all right, so well, I, no, thought no. Was... I, I will draw, I'll draw you a closer analogy. Right. Okay. So I, I see where you're going. And what you're telling me is that, that I don't know. Do you want to eliminate kickers or are you trying to get rid of ties? Which is it? Which agenda are you I would for much me? rather get ready to get rid of a tie because if you can, I know nobody really watches baseball, but if you can play 20 innings to get a result, if you have 16 games in the NFL, you got to play for a win. You can't play to a tie. Nobody's satisfied. The okay, ticket holders are not. Even if it went, think about how many other games are pushed by a late 1 o'clock game. And think about how many shows are just pushed. Sorry, too bad. And you're talking about, it'd be different if you were talking about baseball. Because baseball doesn't have the same ratings. You're talking about NFL. It's like the highest ratings But not in even baseball. TV. Do you get ties in college football? You don't. Okay, but there. here's Boom, my here's End here's what I'm going to here's but what my, I'm going to tell hey, you. And let, but the the overtime system this. for college sucks. Let me just hit this point just drive it home. NFL's got the highest ratings of any show out there, especially at that time slot. Oh, okay. okay. On a Sunday. So why are you like in a hurry to rush well, that off? But Brandon TV? Brandon, here's the situation. After every touchdown, who determines whether their team's going to go for two or go for one? I mean, the coach does. Okay, then there is not a game that is, unless it's a 0-0 ball game, there have been decisions made through that game to decide, are we going for the win or are we playing for the tie? 
And I now that ties, because of your shortened overtime, have become a real thing, at some point as we move forward, you're going to see a team that has to have a win based on where they're at in their division that does something completely out of the ordinary where ordinarily, hey, we're going to kick this field goal and go, go into overtime. I don't mind it because you have the opportunity if you don't want to play for the tie, go for two instead of kicking the extra point to send it to overtime. I understand what you're saying, but – and this is before the early rules. I mean, these latest rules. <coughs> In the early 2000s, the Patriots won one of their championships against my Carolina Panthers. Casey did a kickoff out of bounds, put the ball around, I don't know, like the 40 of the Patriots. It was the 35. That was the rule at that point. So – he like moves the ball like forty yards, field goal, end of Super Bowl, and I just remember thinking, I know I'm a Patriots, uh, Panthers fan. It sucks that they won. I'd be happy if it had been the reverse. So I want to be 100 percent honest. But what a lame way to win a Super Bowl, and Patriots have won a lot of their Super Bowls on field goal kicks. It's just not. To me, if you're watching and you're invested in an entire game like that and you're watching big bodies who are fast crashing into each other and then you trot some soccer player out there to kick a field goal. And I played soccer. I didn't play football, so I'm not trying to cut anybody down. I would be cut some, cutting myself down. To me, to like when the game's on the, life, on the line and you're like, gonna, all right, well, we've been playing for however many minutes for a couple of hours. All right, let's try <laughs> – it was Haverstraw said, "Let's trot Grammatica out there and like let him decide who's going to win this game." Or okay, who's but not. the difference is all right. So we're going to let, let's say for the sake of argument that we eliminate kickers from the equation completely. Let's just say that for the sake of argument. And the Carolina Panthers have the ball with 30 seconds left, and they drive down to the opponent's 35-yard line with one second left on the clock and are able to spike the ball. And their only alternative, because there are no more field goals in football, is to throw a ball 40 yards into the end zone in a jump ball situation. I'd take my chances with field goals. It is football. Yes, some of the kicking has been conditioned out, but it, I'm not going to lie to you, dog. I have no idea what you were just railing about. I thought you were going to focus in and hone in on the fact that ties are not cool. That's an argument we can have, but you're like, let's get rid of kicking out of football? Field goal kicking. Well, why have punters then? Because it's field position. I if, mean, well, if we, we okay, have... but we would take punters out because when you were a kid, how did you punt? All right, you hold just on threw for the a ball, right? I understand that, but let me let, let me simplify it. First of all, ties should not be in NFL fo- in the NFL football. It's just stupid to have a tie on the record after you've been playing that long. That game gets enough ratings. Nobody's tired of watching it. They'll stick in there. Ties are stupid. Okay. All right, I'm, so let's okay, eliminate let me, that. Let me give you one one quick thing to, to mull over for a second. Let's say that in the NFL, we go to college. a college overtime system. I would like it. Oh, would you? Yeah. You know who wouldn't like it? College. Gamblers. Because now all of a sudden you've got a game that was, a, you know, the over-under on the game was 23 points. 
and you've got five overtimes, and the team score 100 points combined. Bro, oh, well. just gamble different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, nowadays, oh, he says players. that now, but it, when it no, was your but, fantasy team that got a honey dropped on them because the game went seven overtimes bro, and I Eli can, Manning threw ten touchdown passes, real, I, it's real, not going to happen. Gamblers real, don't like ties. Real raw Sure they do. They gamblers. play against the spread. Yeah, yeah. you got to separate fantasy from real raw gamblers. Which is always done against a spread. Okay. But my point is, have you ever won a fantasy game because of the spread or anything to do with that? They're two different animals. No, it's exactly the same thing. Because if you go to an overtime like they have now, I mean, I can remember a game where Jake Plummer, when he was at Arizona State, played in like a seven overtime game and threw like 10 touchdown passes in the game. Trent, have you ever watched an NFL game that's close and been good? And said, thank God, this kicker's going to come out here and end it. Or would you like some extra time? Well, I'd probably like some extra time, but I was—I mean, kickers are, that's a nerve-wracking. Of course. I mean, I got two words for you. Get rid of kickers, and A, we won't have the 40-yard dash at the combine anymore (laughs) because kicking's gone, and that's what it was for, I learned last week. But B, Scott Norwood, I think he would be a lot better mentally off we got rid of kickers. Because <laughs> well, just because the Patriots won a Super Bowl by a field goal, how would you like to lose by a field goal? Bro, I'm not saying getting rid of kickers. You can keep punters and kickoffs. I, I guess I've never really – I'm saying the field goal is a really stupid way to end an NFL game. Uh, what well, is that, more, I think what that's, is why they, that's why they have now – if you kick a field goal, the other team still gets the ball. So you have a chance. But if you score a touchdown in overtime – the game is over. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. This is this to me, and this is no offense. You are one of my favorite people in the whole world. Uh-oh. This is one of the dumbest conversations we've ever had. For real. <laughs> he, okay. He's about to come across the table on me. I, I can't believe you're seriously. I thought you were playing when you did this, that you want to eliminate field goals as a whole from football. I, I That's a I don't, bizarre I, statement. First of all, I am going to come across the table because I think uh, you're just missing the whole point. Why do you want to watch a whole football game and all they do is like pass all this exciting stuff and you're watching like a, some dude who who never even grew up with the game like try to kick it between some uprights? Yeah, that the, to me is stupid. But right the, there. the days of that's that's first of all, we're, we're, your 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 head with regard to kickers is stuck in like 1973. No, I'm, it's right. These here. kids that are coming up. There's no better examples. The that the kicking game is not good for the NFL game than what we've had in the first three weeks. How many, how many of this foreign game? kickers are there in the NFL right now? I don't know. Man. They're not very many. But they're very, they're very much by today's standards, soccer style kicking styles. These like, kids. Have I'm not been... saying somebody comes over from like, you know, Real Madrid and starts kicking field goals. That are all soccer style kickers. Okay, though. Richard Richard McCollum, who is at Western Carolina, who started. Or was supposed to start. Probably at lost Southern start Lee. To the, I get it. At Southern Lee was the offensive player of the year for that high school two years ago. We'll talk about this on the other side. You're listening to From the Chiefs East. Crystal Lambert and Brandon Atkins always help me with my draft picks, but I sure wish they would stop hanging out with Zeke Elliott. When I was just a tiny baby, I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger 
and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. But if you really want to know what's going on, Professor Trent, they should listen to you and me, Diamond Dave Kaplan. We've got a better grasp on sports, I think. It's astute analysis. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols, and... We took a vote during the break, and I lost two to one. And now field goals will no be longer, no longer be part of football. Trent, I can't believe you I signed win. Brandon on this. Sorry, I agree though. I don't want it. I don't want it to come down to that. I pay my quarterbacks way too much. If they can't win the game and give it to the positional players, oh my then God. I don't <laughs> Just, want a dude that is a kicker. It takes a whole different strategy, but. Uh, if that's here's the a, way I have to be, then that's how I have here's to Here's all you got to know. I'm reading. Minnesota Vikings cut tie, ties with kicker Daniel Carlson on Monday, one day after he went 0 for 3 on field goals against Green Bay. I'll skip down. <clears throat> Carson missed field goals from 48, 49, and 35 yards in the Vikings' 29-29 to 29 tie against the Packers. That is all you got to know okay. about the kicking. Wait a minute. Let, let's, let's think about this logically here. Yes, he missed three field goals. Why was he on the field kicking those field goals? Because their drives had stalled. So he got zero points, which is exactly the same zero points they would have got because their drives had stalled. Okay. I mean, yes, he should have gone. Zane Gonzalez gone. Get a kicker in there that can do it. But if you're, I mean, if you're you're doing this and you're saying, well, okay, we're we're not going to have any, we're not going to have field goals in the game anymore. Well, now all of a sudden, the only thing you can score is six point touchdowns, and we just, I mean, it seems to me that you can score safeties. safeties. Yeah. Oh, I forgot safeties. Well, I mean, I mean, look. A couple of years ago when they were trying to figure out the field goal thing and they moved it back. And that's <clears throat> really showed though. Look how I, much I think the, so too. Yeah, exactly. It made right. it actually exciting. Maybe they're on to something. A lot of pressure. With that. When I was when I first saw that, I was like, man, just leave kickers alone. But the more you watch these results over and over again, it just gets kind of annoying. Like these kickers are trotted out there and they get fr- timeout, frozen. All right, he misses. Tie. It's just, I think it's more value. It's just kind of lame. They've made it harder so the kickers add more value, and that's why three teams at least will probably cut and sign diff- new kickers. But the Vikings already too. got uh, Bailey from the Cowboys, who yes. was a free agent. They already signed him today. So it's a valuable piece. If you have a really good picker, kicker, A, you're getting touchbacks every time, which yes. is almost inevitable because they've moved it so close that if you can't kick that far, why not? And B... If you have a reliable kicker, Justin, what is it, Tuck? 
Justin Tucker. I mean, he's somebody that you can count on. And as a Ravens fan, you know this guy is money. Yes. But Minnesota didn't go to the Super Bowl a few years ago because their kicker got the hiccups. So I'll invest my money and keep a kicker that I can trust. My first favorite player ever in the NFL was Rich Carlos because he was on the Broncos and ran around without a shoe in Denver. <laughs> he was a barefooted kicker. I awesome. wanted to be Rich Carlos. I'm surprised I still have a right foot that it didn't, you know, freeze off running around and getting yelled at by my mom for doing it. But I don't know. I agree more with there shouldn't be ties that they could figure out something better to have a game not end in a tie. See, I think I, I actually. And I know I'm in the minority in this room. I like the ties. Here's the, here's the deal. Every single year in the NFL, we end up with situations where two teams finish the season 9-7. and seven, And there's no head-to-head game or they split the head-to-head 1-1. One, one, one. But then you have to go to conference record. Then you have to go to the fifth tiebreaker to figure out who's going to the playoffs. I think if you're going to stay at a 16-game season, those ties become really, 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 really important. And I think it shapes strategy moving forward. And ties, it's one of the possible results you get there. Mm. I, I don't I don't see any problem with it. Do you have a sister? A sister kisser? I do not have a sister. <clears throat> Here's the thing. It's just, it doesn't satisfy anybody. Sure like, it does. Even, hold up. Hold up. Even the Cleveland Browns, who haven't won a game in what two years, were disappointed by a tie. Well, think that about was that the first best start they've had in three. Years, I know, so. right? If you <laughs> if you gave them the if you gave them the alter, and frankly, that was a game where neither one of those teams deserved to win. Yeah, I, I, that's just kind of the other piece of what I look at it. And there are sometimes I, I do think that the fact that we've had ties in back to back weeks are aberrations. And there are not going to be very many situations where a kicker misses three field goals, two of them in overtime. I, I just don't think that that's going to become the norm. But if it does, down the stretch, if you've got a team that's playing for their playoff lives and they're looking mathematically at where they're at to be, ah, we can't afford a tie here, we have to get that W, then it shapes your strategy. But my point is is that it's the decision-making and the play-calling and the strategy that's employed leading up to it because 90% of the time, a game is sent to overtime on an extra point or on a field goal. There's not very many times that teams go for two to force overtime. So it was up to them whether or not they wanted to go to overtime in the first place and take a, take a chance at a tie. If I'm that team, take a look at it. You know, if, if you're, uh, Do you really want to kick the, kick the extra point to go to overtime? Go for two for the win. Be bold. Are you, are you getting checks for, from Goodell? No, because there's like, nothing Goodell does that I like. And I'm not sure that I understand why they shortened the overtime period from 15 to 10 minutes. I don't think, for a lot of reasons, that the NFL should extend the regular season overtime period past 15 minutes. Not really sure what sense it made to change it to 10. But past 15, the problem that you've got there. And I know, well, these guys get paid to play and they're in shape. Dude, you're talking about games that that linger. You go in and you play a hard-fought overtime game, and then you have to turn around the next week. There's always a a layover. You're asking your body to do more than it's capable of doing. The injury risk goes up and all the rest of that. I think one 15-minute over period is sufficient. If they can't solve it at that point, 
cool because if not, you're going to get into something gimmicky. Oh, well, let's line up for a field goal at the 20, and then we'll just keep backing up. And you overemphasize the importance of the of the uh, kickers. Or we start playing, you know, well, you know, we're going to play – you know, three down series from the thirty yard line. It's nonsense like that. It's not football, man. Football I'm gonna say is one an more ebb thing. and flow type game. I got you. I'm gonna say one more thing, and then I'm gonna act like Vontae Davis and quit on this conversation. Word. <laughs> Halftime is coming up. But I will say this: What's your favorite TV show? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah, Chris. Probably Game of Thrones. All right. So if if that's something you're really into, and all of a sudden some ice giant or whatever comes into the scene. Would would you have a problem with like extra 15 minutes, like an extra 20 minutes of that? You're talking about the highest rated. It's not about the fans, regular dude. It's about the show. players. Oh, my God. Dude. You can't play 15 more freaking Why don't minutes. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Stop, 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 stop. I want you to, since you, you did good research for this and you pulled this stuff up, I want you to go look at the increased incidence of – Injuries on Thursday night games versus the rest of the regular season. Mathematically, statistically, there is no doubt Thursday night games get people hurt. You start talking about going not, I'm not talking about Thursday minutes. night. I'm not talking about Thursday. I, night. I got you, but you're talking about okay. Well, we just played. You, we're acting as if this is a, a you know 60 minutes. This guy's been out there for three and a half hours. We're going to go and we're going to play another 15-minute overtime, which is another 35, 30, 45 minutes. And now, well, if it's tied there, we're just going to do it again. Dude, that's for pushing those bodies. Minutes. What do you That's think pushing a, those bodies too far. What do you think a win does for the game checks? Do you think any of these players want to end up with the tie? Do you think any player walks out of that stadium and goes, whew, got out of here with a tie? Nobody wants a tie. Even if you're playing, hey, then don't Donovan make the McNabb decisions that got you, you to tie. that tie in the first place. Win the game in in regular in in regular time, or just have no ties. Like, then, just why don't they go, just go back to a sudden death overtime? That's all I ask. Just go back to sudden death. I mean, that's one alternative, but then people didn't like ball, it because I'll go down thirty yards and I'll kick a field goal game. Yeah, over. but see, here's the here's the problem with me. with the with the sudden death overtime as a standalone is that the rules of the NFL now are so far tilted toward offenses that if you're playing a high-powered offense, you're likely, if you get that first possession, going to walk the ball down and you're going to win. Mm-hmm. So now, rather than putting it on the foot of a kicker, you've actually put the, the, the outcome of the game on the coin flip, which is even more bizarre. Mm-hmm. Now, there is one, and I, I, here's, here is the overtime I would propose, and I want to see what you think about this. One drive, one drive, in a sealed bid, each head coach at the beginning of overtime submits their sealed bid as to where they think they can start a drive from and score. And the team that has chosen the farthest away from the goal line gets a chance to put their offense on the field. If the defense stops them from scoring a touchdown, they win. If the offense scores a touchdown, they win. No ties. I mean, it's interesting. It sounds complicated. I would just rather see 15 more minutes of football. Um, 
these guys are not all on the field at the same time. So I mean, your offensive lineman. I mean, your offensive lineman. It's five guys, and those are the guys. When you put your skill position guys out there, you can go get get the wide receiver a blow. You know, guys got four or five carries in a row. Get him out of there. Get him. Get him break. Your your linemen are the ones that will get hurt. All right, go play baseball. Don't play football then. Really More money cool. in baseball. See you on the other side. Bye. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Are you ready to sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose? Well, not all realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas, and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS, and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with Remax Real Estate Service, and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. I'm Chris DeLambert. I'm Brandon Atkins. I'm Professor Trent Nichols. Coming to you from the cheap seats. All right, so during the break, a couple things happened. First Uh of all, Brandon and I did not kiss and make up. We did not hug it out. We're not on speaking terms. But as a concession... I want to double down on his proposal that we not have kickers in the NFL. I want to eliminate goalies from soccer. Think how much fun the game would be then if you just had, you know. I think uh, soccer, I think we would notice it more in the NFL than we would in soccer, to be honest with you. Because, I mean, what's the goalie's save percentage in soccer? Dude, they say everything. good. No, they oh, don't. God. I never see them make a save. Dude, that's because you only watch the highlights. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, I looked oh. at it. Since 1974, there has been 589 NFL football games played, including this week. And in 1974 is when they went to the sudden death overtime. 24 ties. Two of which came in the last two weeks after yes. they so there was stupidly- 22 until the last two weeks. So yeah. 24 ties out of 589 of, games. And that is, how many years is that? That's 48 years. So one every other year, basically. Years. And now we get two years. in the first two weeks because Goodell can't help yeah. himself. And it's shortened the overtime to 10 minutes. It's kind of dumb. Speaking of NFL, and you guys know I'm a big AFC West. Uh, I'm a Denver Bronco fan, so I like yes. the AFC West. I was preparing for Flo to come to my house. I was at the grocery store, and I thought of Brandon, so I went down the meat aisle, and I'm trying to pick out whoa, the whoa. most. I was trying to pick out the most tender crow that I could eat, because the quarterback for the chefs is looking like he's going to make me eat crow if he keeps this up. 
Well, if he keeps it up, he's going to have you eating crow, have me eating crow, have Brick eating crow, have no. Brandon walking around with his chest puffed out for a million years, but he's also going to break every record known to man in the NFL. Pat Mahomes. Brandon, you hit this one out of the park. Even you've got to concede you didn't see 10 touchdown passes in the first two weeks. No, not at all. This guy. <laughs> my question to you, and kudos, because you, you're you on like this unbelievable run all the way back to the Super Bowl <coughs> when you picked Philly, all the way through to the NCAAs. A 16 seed Where you picked win. a 16 seed what? to win. That's pretty good. And and on and on. You've, you've had some, some amazingly clairvoyant picks going mm-hmm. on here. My question to you is, is it how much of this is Mahomes? How much of this is the system he's playing in? Because, dude, I, I, I know a lot about football. I've been around the game my entire life. As a defensive coordinator, I don't know what I would do to get ready for Kansas City right now. Right. No, I mean, I think it's all the above. Like, I think his weapons are just ridiculous. Like, I mean, you got probably – <coughs> the second best tight end in the league, right? When you Kels, yeah, I Kelsey, agree. Yeah, yep. Travis Kelsey is money. You got Watkins. You got Tyreek Hill. Kareem you got Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Led the, led the league in rushing last year. You got good, good offensive line. Would you say? Would you say yeah. you got Andy Reid? Well, no, that's their biggest issue, right there. See, I, this is why I, I still don't believe it's going to play out all year. Because you know what? Andy Reid is the king of the first half of the NFL, and then everyone figures out his little mustaches, stupid ways, and beats that fat man into losing wow. in the playoffs. Wow. Good Lord. Spoken from a Denver, <laughs> wow. Denver you Broncos. Did pick up fan. your wife one day or something? Jeez. What happened there? And that Good ugly night. little kid every Halloween that they dressed up like poor Andy Reid. Well, what a freaking I mean, moron. What did he take him to? He, he took the Eagles four straight NFC championship games. So People forget won, how won. good those Eagles teams he are won, still. Won. Still, there are a lot of franchises across the NFL that would take that, and it would be the glory. I believe he took Buffalo to four straight Super Bowls. Okay. Jim Kelly, though, bro. Yeah, so? Donovan McNabb is just as good, if not better, than Jim Kelly. Oh, no, 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 Let's let's get one thing straight here. When you look at those Buffalo teams and you look at the litany of Hall of Fame and fringe Hall of Fame players that were on that squad, now – is that a testament to what Buffalo did? Yeah. If you want to have a team that good, go find them. But Cornelius Bennett. Bruce Smith. Bruce Smith. Thurman Thomas. Thurman Thomas. Andre Reed. Andre Reed. Scott Norwood. Uh, yeah, Scott Norwood. Scott Norwood. You just <laughs> lost all our listeners in Buffalo. But, I mean, you look at that team. Those teams were awesome. Yeah. They're absolutely awesome. Because they had an awesome coach that made them that way and got them into four straight Super Bowls. Yeah. Andy Reid couldn't have coach that Buffalo to, team that awesome coach managed to lose a couple Super Bowls where they were prohibitive favorites. I just want to say that too. That Giants Buffalo Super Bowl to me still might be the biggest upset, even to me bigger than the Patriots beating the Rams. I don't know how the Giants managed to pull that off. I really don't. That was the Jeff Hostetler one, right? Uh, I believe Phil Sims was hurt. Hostetler I know it was O.J. Anderson that was just running yeah. all over him. They couldn't stop Jeff him Hostetler. down the stretch. And think I would be uh, thinking about Bill Parcells. Like, would he even be the same thing if that didn't happen? Like, probably not. Well, that was his Bill, second Super Bowl say, win. That was his second yes. win. But I still think he's probably one of the most overrated coaches of all time in the uh, NFL. I mean, there are a, the, the list of, co- of head coaches who took – 
two teams, two different teams to Super Bowls is pretty short. Now I hear you, but I we mean, just got done saying the Giants. Dan Reeves, and he never won Well, they Super shouldn't Bowl. have won it, but they, they managed to pull it off, and it was the game plan Parcells put in there. Bill Belichick, defensive coordinator for that team, by the way. Dan Reeves took two teams to the Super Bowl and didn't win any of them. That's true. That's true. With that is an excellent Dirty point. Birds. And Dan Reeves, you want to talk about overrated coaches in the history of football. God, dog. Um, guess you can't hold it against Dan Reeves that they never had a running game because he didn't get to do all the personnel decision-making out he there. He didn't get to buy the groceries. He didn't get to buy the groceries. <laughs> so we got Dan Reeves, Bill Parcells. Who else took two teams Super Bowls? I don't know. Anyway. Chuck Knox, I believe he took two teams. He was the coach of the Colts and the Steelers. Definitely. Chuck Knox was not the was not the coach of the Steelers. <laughs> Chuck Knoll was the Chuck Knoll. Chuck Knoll. Shula took two teams Super Bowls. Yeah. Um, anyway, might have won. Did he? Yeah, I think he, I think they won. Yes, because what, the Colts. Shula? He took the Colts to the Super Bowl and won, and then took yeah. the Dolphins to the Super Bowl and won. A couple. Well, the, anyway. the Chiefs just has everything going. For they do Mahomes and Mahomes. If you if you've just only seen the the highlights, you need to watch this dude throw the ball. He is so good. But one one coach who has never taken two teams to a Super Bowl is John Gruden. Dude. John Gruden <laughs> is starting to look like the biggest fraud in the history of the NFL, which is – I like John Gruden. Here's the but deal. But so far, it's not so good. The Raiders in the last two seasons were 18 and 14 without Gruden. This was not a reclamation project. This was not a rebuild and now all of a sudden, they look pretty bad. And there's some questionable things that have gone on with that team. First of all, Marquette King, who is the uh, probably the best punter in football, released without ever speaking to John Gruden. Khalil Mack gets traded, apparently never had a meeting with John Gruden. Speaking of that, after week one, he forgot where he was. <laughs> and he went up to uh, give his like statement to the media, and he said, it was our lack of pass rush yeah. that killed us. Yeah, we could we could blitz more. Oh, you Uh-oh. moron! Khalil Mack uh, is up. How many basically sacks did Khalil? I mean, he's basically ki- single-handedly uh, killing Aaron Rodgers at the same time he's making mm, that speech. Yeah, Bloody. Gruden. The Raiders are on the hook for ninety more million dollars in nine years of this. Mm. Here's the other piece of that, too, is that Gruden has been anointed over the course of our lifetimes some sort of quarterback guru. What quarterback did John Gruden ever develop? Every situation that he's been in and won ballgames, it was with a veteran who was already well-established. Rich Gannon, dude. He developed Rich Gannon. (laughs) He didn't develop Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon was an MVP without Gruden. He was in the twilight, too, of his career. Brad Johnson. Yeah, he had a veteran, you know, a veteran quarterback. Gruden, I don't even know if people realize this. Gruden, when he came through as a Mike Holmgren guy, wasn't a quarterback's coach. Mm -mm. He was a wide receiver's coach. This guy has created this with his ESPN persona. You know the the what do they call the the show where he does the film QB study? Camp. Gruden's yeah, QB, QB, QB camp, camp. dude. Gruden is not a quarterback whisperer, and Derek Carr. Some of the decisions I'm making him watch on a regular basis. These are not decisions he made for the last three or four years. Well, this is single. John Gruden single handedly 
Brandon looks like a genius. I look like the biggest moron in the world because I yeah. took Derek Carr as the quarterback that this year would step up into that echelon of quarterbacks. But right now, it's Pat Mahomes. Because Jimmy Garoppolo and Watson have been average. They've been all right. It's early, though. So, well, Gruden, kudos, I think, brother. Well, Keep no, it up. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. I appreciate Keep you. Keep it up. And you know what? And fantasy is kind of dumb to talk about, but all week long, Ben Roethlisberger was on the bench, and then Sunday he got put in and scored 43 points against me. Yeah, me and my Tyrod Taylor that I well, started. It, it, it kind of sucks, too, when you look at stats that way because Kansas City came out, put 21 up, should have had 28, had a touchdown taken off the board. That game was looked to be in hand, and then Kansas City just decided to drop off and play prevent in the first half, I guess. I don't know. And Roethlisberger ate him up. Roethlisberger, in situations like that where they just forego the run game, is going to put up huge numbers. Well, Roethlisberger and Kels, his tight end or whatever. Why do you basically keep Kelsey? Be- do that man's name justice. What Give is him Travis name. Kelsey. Give him Kelsey. Both, Kelsey. Yes. Give him both syllables. Travis bro. Kelsey. He deserves both syllables. He's the second best tight end in football. He's Come a on. chef. He's a moron. Well, I will say John Gruden, maybe he is, at this point, just – I don't want to call him a fossil. He might turn around. But look at what Patricia's trying to do <coughs> with his squad. He's trying to implement the the uh, Belichick, that whole thing, and the team already hates him. Yes. Then you got John Gruden coming in here and like, ah, oh, you know, I used to be with the Raiders and blah, 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 and he's not even meeting with people. That stuff does not play with the players of today. Yeah, but he's got 10 years. They're not going to get rid of them. No. I'm going to say let's take a look in three years how this rebuild goes before we put. You just used that word. This is not, this should not have been a rebuild. Well, you're talking about an offense. tearing this down and making it a rebuild. Why? I don't know. You're talking about a team that two years ago was 11 and five. They were, everybody's picking. If Derek Carr doesn't get hurt, if Derek Carr didn't get hurt at the end of the season, remember? Could have beat. Oh my God! Won the, Super Bowl. the Raiders were the best; might have been the best team in the AFC, yeah. and they were an injury away from making a serious run. Last year was a bit of an aberration; they had injuries, but this did not call for John Gruden coming putting his stamp on this team. That's what it. He yeah. needed to show up, do some innovative things on offense, get these guys hitting on all eight cylinders, and get back to the promised land. John Gruden won a Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's team. He's not going to go and take. A Raider team that was already established, he's going to break it on down, rip it apart like he's done, take Derek Carr and Amari Cooper, and he's going to build his team. Well, hold up. He doesn't want to win. Who was their last coach? Uh, stop. Just stop. Not only did, making uh, my head hurt. Not only did Gruden win <laughs> with Dungy's players. He beat players, his team. He beat his yes. old team. So he doesn't want like, that to happen so, again. He doesn't oh, yes, wanna, he does. No, oh, he, he doesn't. He's going to build his own no value in I've got to tear this thing apart he, and rebuild it. He's an egotistical maniac. He's he like, doesn't want to win with that other that, team. That whole, I can't believe you guys think that's what's going on. He's already ruined the Raiders. I love it. You do like that, don't you? Yeah. I mean, think about being the head coach. All right, I'm not with Oakland anymore. I'm with Tampa Bay. <laughs> I know everything the opposition is going to do over there, including the quarterback. And it worked. All right, you're listening to From the Cheap Seats. we got about 45 minutes left to go. Thanks for hanging out with us. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina. I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage. 
and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. Hey Clarice, can we please put on the new Justin Bieber album? Hold on, Dad will be mad if we don't listen to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Alright, welcome back to From the Cheap Seats where we believe that knuckleball pitchers should be eliminated from baseball. Cleaning up sports one specialist at a time. That's what we're doing today. Chuck Knobloch, Tim Wakefield. I knew two Chuck of them. Knobloch. Right? Chuck Knobloch was, was the second, second baseman for the Twins. Oh, no, no, Tim Wakefield. <laughs> Thank you, hey, Tim Wakefield. Tim Wakefield, definitely a knuckleball. Ding, ding, ding. Let me just say something real quick. Hey, yes. Chris, don't be bitter because we disagree, man. Like, I mean, come on. I can just tell you're over there just like. I, I, From the cheap seats, we believe that free throws should not be a part of basketball. You didn't even let me get to my point with that because that's what I was going to try to put it in perspective to you. And if you're just tuning oh, in and you don't you understand what's going on, Brandon has proposed that we eliminate kickers or field goal field goal kicks as a whole from football. And here's what I'll throw back at you is that in the NBA, you get 44 minutes – of free-flowing up-and-down action. And then for the last three and a half minutes of the game, you're sending Andre Drummond to the free-throw line, DeAndre Jordan to the free-throw line, Dwight Howard, Shaquille O'Neal to do something they ordinarily do not know. And the success or failure of your team depends on it. And has that ever been described as a good thing? Sports the always has shack. that going on. The ha- the shack was a huge problem, man. I, I mean, still is. DeAndre still is. Jordan... I mean, I mean that DeAndre Jordan. Were it not for end of game situations like that, DeAndre Jordan might be the best big man in the game. But you cannot have him on the floor in a tight game, six minutes to go, because they're just going to put him on the free throw line. I feel you, man. It's part of the game, and that's what makes sports great. And here's the other piece of it too: is you said, well, the the Scott Norwood wide right in the Super Bowl cost the Bills cost the Bills the Super Bowl. That is one of the most dramatic, seminal moments in NFL history. Take that away, and let's say that the Bills were driving, and they got down, and on the last play of regulation, they're at the 27-yard line, and all they can do is throw the ball into the end zone. Instead of wide right, what you get is the incompletion. Or look at look at if he would have made that field goal, how would have that changed oh Jimmy Johnson, Troy Aikman, oh. Michael Ur, and that trajectory, you know? You just transposed your your Super Bowls there. Oh, but, no, that's all good. But um, no, the, oh, it was against the Giants, yeah. wasn't it? Nah, I'm a moron. But I mean, no, you're not. look at look at look at the Patriots. Yeah, Vinatieri comes down and becomes you know a guy that had gone through NFL Europe and all the rest of that stuff. Kicks that field goal. What is Tom Brady? If you take away that Vinatieri moment, because I'm going to tell you right now, had that going game gone to overtime. There is no way the Patriots would have won that game. There just is not because that game, the strategy that that New England employed was play everything close to the vest and do damage control on this on this St. Louis offense. If you put St. Louis out there in overtime, 
the likelihood that New England could have found a way to win in overtime in a situation like that, next to none. Bro, I I got you. And we're not going to fix it. But Peyton Manning said it perfectly. Idiot kicker. Wasn't it Vanderjack who's like, oh, I'm the – A drunk idiot kicker. Like, I'm the man. I I did this. I did that. Come on, man. Maybe – we agree that there's a little bit too much importance put on the kicker after these long battles have happened and you're, like, invested in oh, it's a passes. Sh- it's a shame that some of these games, after such a hard-fought battle, come down to one moment on the on the leg of a guy that whose uniform's not even dirty. Absolutely. So, we'll leave it. L- let's just leave that right there. Word. I love you still. Love you too, dog. I love you too, Trent, even though you, like, can we keep knuckleballers in baseball? Sure. Bet. Because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I will say is that with Devontae Davis, I just have to ask you all a oh, question. <laughs> with this dude quitting at halftime, have you ever left a job that you were like, I did them dirty and I'm out? Wait a minute. All right. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to share to you before you share yours. I'm going to set it up. My wife, one of the stories that her mother loves to tell on her, is my wife as a teenager decided that she she had a friend of hers that talked her into taking a factory job on a on a line putting things into boxes. Oh wow. And she was there f- until her break and she walked home in the nice. middle of the night 5 or 6 miles just bounced and was like, "No, this ain't for me." <laughs> now no, that's you good. Do you know that's have, a true story, but You don't have one though? Me? I was in the Army for 20 years. I wasn't allowed to quit. You I get can shot see, for quitting in the Army. I can see Nedge doing that. I'm too good for this. I'm smart. That think, is exactly what happened. I'm too good for this. Uh, I'm out. Trent. I don't have any, actually. Brandon's I mean, got six of them. No, so. I got two. <laughs> I mean, real quick, to be honest with you, um, when I was living in Wilmington, I had almost something just like her where I was like, I had to work with one other dude putting these rollers together. So, you know, the baggage rollers at the airport and oh any. God. So I had to work with this other dude. I was like basically a temp. They were just seeing if I would, you know, work there. And this dude would not shut up. He would talk about his ex-wife, his, you know, how, how bad his life was. And I finally just flipped <laughs> one of the rollers up in the air. And I was just like, I'm out. <laughs> and then. Because this guy was talking? Yeah, because... <laughs> it wasn't because the job sucked? I made it one day. <clears throat> it was so funny. I made it one day, and this dude would not shut up. And I, I said, you know what? I just... I'm out. And I flipped the roller up in the air and started my pace out of there. And my supervisor... I was like a kid. I was like fresh out of college. I just needed a, a job. And the supervisor was going from across the warehouse, like, no, 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 no. I, I, you know, I got some other stuff I want you to do. And I was like, bro, if you left me here for a day, you don't care about me, I'm out. <laughs> and then the other one is that uh, I was tri- – another job. You know, you just get out of school and you're like, I need job, right? So I got this one thing where they're selling, like, vacations and golf oh, packages. God. And they put me with this girl uh, my first day – and she was cute, of course. They put, she's like, oh yeah, this is good, this is great. I'm making this, I'm making that. And so I started working first hour. I'm on the phone trying to sell some stuff. 
And then he, she goes, hey, the boss wants to talk to you. And I'll never forget, I went to his office, and he goes, you ready to make some money? You know how salespeople oh, are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You ready to get paid? You ready to get some real money? And then he said, you know, people that – you notice that people that have money never talk about it? And I was like, I don't know. You know, I've never had any money. <laughs> and then he proceeds to talk about money. And I was like, okay. We finished our meeting. I walked out. She goes, how did it go? And I just handed her all my – this is second hour. I just handed her all my shit. I just said, hey. And as I'm going out the door, I said, if I find a real job, do you want me to call call you and you come over? And she said, yes. <laughs> nice. Nice, 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 nice. So I walked out on at least two jobs. So that's your Vontae Davis moment. He's got to quit one more job in his life to catch up with you. <laughs> no, nah, I think he's done. And he's on the way out of the locker room, I think he did look back and was like, hey, LaShawn McCoy, if I find a real job, you want to come with me? And Shady was like, hell yeah, dog. I'm going to act like I got a cracked rib. <laughs> Anything to get out of this joint. The Bills, I think we all agreed, would be near the bottom of the NFL. I think no surprise here. The Bills are horrible. Josh Allen, if you watch him and you watch the highlights, whether he's in college, whether you watch the other day's game, dude, he's got a beautiful arm. Can really sling the ball. And then when you watch him and watch extended periods of him play, he didn't get the quarterback position. Um it just doesn't work. He's high with the ball. He throws the ball with no touch, makes bad decisions. I don't know if Josh Allen's going to get it or not. And Isn't he certainly it, doesn't have enough talent around him yeah. to make it easy. Isn't that what everybody's been saying about him going into the NFL? Like, So maybe they were right about this guy. No, that's just me saying that over and over again. Nobody oh, okay. else said that. No, I, I think that with a lot of the a lot of the scouts that are out there, I think that was probably the knock on him. Not near NFL ready. And I I told, I said this before. When he was at Wyoming, I went out of my way to watch those guys a couple times and walked away. And at that point, the whispers were, Josh Allen could be the number one player taken in the draft. That's what inspired me to take a look. And I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Just not going to happen. He, and I stand by what I said. He is really, really, really good at throwing the ball really, really, really hard to receivers that are really, really, really open. Short of that, you got problems. And that doesn't happen very much in the NFL. So, no, I think Josh Allen, it's going to be a rough go for him. And Shady McCoy now with a cracked rib, he's going to, oh, my God, he'll milk that for six weeks. I mean, and I don't know if the rib's cracked or not, but Shady McCoy didn't want to be in there. He What did he put up? Nine, nine carries for 36 yards. 27 of those came on one carry. So, eight for 12 yards the rest of the game. The Buffalo is a mess. Another mark, check mark for Andy Reid, right? Well, the other thing, too, though, is the Bills, a couple of years ago, Doug Marone had a chance. They had a chance to re-sign him, keep him, and he voided his contract thinking, okay, they'll give me some real cheese. And they were like, mm, nah, gone. How's it working out for him in Jacksonville for the last two years? Jacksonville looking like world beaters this weekend against oh, yeah. New England. Now, granted, we already touched on the whole Josh Gordon New England thing. That may not be the same New England team 10 weeks from now, 
But, dude, Jacksonville is, if you don't believe they're legit, they are legit. They handled nah, if New you England want, missing the best player on their offense. If you watch that game, they punched the Patriots in the mouth. Yeah. And all you need to see is how Belichick – what's the Jacksonville coach? I can't remember his name. Doug Marone. Doug Marone. You just said that. <laughs> Do you see Belichick kind of half-heartedly shake his hand after yeah. the game? He's like – that was his way of going, we need some talent up in here. Like, you're the team to beat in the AFC, well, I think. When he says that, he actually follows through on it. You're listening from the Cheap Seats. we got half an hour left to go. Thanks for hanging out with us. Check us out on social media, at Cheap Seat Radio. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, and of course, companionship. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. Fantastic cat. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. All right, we got half an hour to go. I want to I want to get in a recap of each one of these NFL games and uh, you guys chime in if you've got any observations, and then we'll talk a little bit of college football where I think that the Big Ten has been the biggest losers so far into this season. Ohio State comes away with a hard-fought victory against TCU. Didn't The score really didn't belie how close that game was. TCU looked good, just didn't have the horses down the stretch, and that defense bailed out Ohio State. But uh, Ohio State, Penn State looking good. Other than that, the Big Ten's garbage at this point. Not so, as bad as the Pac-12. Well, the Pac-12, though, I don't know if the expectations are even there with the Pac-12 anymore. Hmm. You know, it's a, it's a conference – They cannot play well out of conference because they don't play defense. And I put the kiss of death on Arizona State (laughs) because I said last week, I think Arizona State can win the Pac-12. Well, I still think Arizona State can win the Pac-12, but Arizona State went to San Diego State, and their problem is exactly the opposite. They haven't figured out how to run the football, and that offense is very, very one-dimensional. Uh, They have one of the best receivers in college football. They have a dynamic quarterback, but their offensive line play is busted. And I'm sure Herm Edwards is is out in the Southwest turning over every rock there is trying to find offensive linemen to bring in there. But I really like what's going on with that program. Um, They lost a game. We were talking about field goal kickers. Mm -hmm. I would sooner eliminate officials from football. 
And that Arizona State-San Diego State game, and, and don't misunderstand, I, nobody stayed up but me. I'm the only person in North Carolina stayed up till 2 o'clock to finish watching that Arizona State game. That was one of the most badly officiated games I've ever seen in my life, and it was badly called both ways. There was sheer ridiculousness in this game, starting with about a minute and a half left where Arizona State was awarded a fumble on a play from San Diego State where the ball, ball carrier was down period. Right. But then come back, and Brandon, I know you didn't see this play, but with 20-some seconds left from midfield on fourth down, Arizona State throws the ball down toward the end zone. The receiver goes up, makes a play, has the ball in his hands, gets targeted, and knocked out. Three flags come flying. It's the most egregious targeting you ever are going to see. The safety realized, I've got to knock this thing loose. Helmet to helmet, knocked him to the ground, the receiver goes down, the ball rolls around a little bit, maybe touched the ground, maybe didn't. It was inconclusive on the replay, but at, and this is an end-of-game play that would have put them at, at the two-yard line with eight seconds left. Clock stopped with two shots to go in and, and tie the game, and they overturn the call. They go in to review for targeting, and they end up overturning the catch Wow. And give the targeting foul and an ejection. So San Diego State gets rewarded for the targeting because now instead of first and goal with the two, with two cracks at the end zone, they enforce the penalty from back at the 45 and place the ball at the 40. And Arizona State throws a Hail Mary and it goes incomplete on last play. I've never seen targeting effectively <coughs> advance a team's agenda like it did there. Um I have a hard time reconciling that whole thing, especially on a play where it was not conclusive that that ball came out. Um, Can I make a statement and clock me for 20 seconds here so I don't go over? Um, You're on the clock. All right. So, like, I'm going to use an example of Carolina against Clemson a couple of years ago. Oh, God, yeah. Onside kick. The the ref misses it. I find out that the ref is a – friend of a family friend of ours. He feels horrible about it. They're not going to retract it. But he's also got one or two other jobs. Why can't we, if there's this much money in college football and in NFL, why can't we not pay these guys to be full-time refs? Well, they're too busy paying the athletes. Oh. That's the problem. You, you got get all this my under, point, though? I, I get it. The, 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 with the big-time college football officials, the big five power conferences, it's amazing to me that they can't pay these guys a living wage and have them on staff full-time as officials. It just doesn't make any sense. You've got too much invested. You got It's a billion-dollar industry, and you've got guys that are part-time in the truest sense of the word that are out there making the calls that determine the, the outcome of these games. And that, that Clemson, North Carolina onside kick is a prime example. And they jacked the call. No, and in retrospect, everybody kind of, uh, every kind of, everybody sort of ignores what impact that call had because that's not just one game to decide who's going to the BCS. At the time, it was BCS. That was before they were doing the fourteen playoff, I believe, or was that the? I think it was close to the playoff. I think it was. You're you're right. But regardless, that was Clemson's first crack at a title. Yeah. You eliminate that. What does that do to recruiting? What does that do? What tra- what trajectory does the Clemson team or the Clemson program take? Because up to that point, Clemson was always known 
as a team that loses games they're not supposed to. Well, that was 2015, and let me remind you, Carolina was 11 and one going into that game, and they were talked about as being in the playoff that year, That's which true. sounds ridiculous. No, because Fedora is about to get fired. But <laughs> this guy makes a call; it's the wrong one, and then he's like an adjuster the next day. Like yeah. he, he like he's doing insurance adjustments or whatever the case may be real estate broker, whatever you want to say, he's doing something else the next day. Well, pay these guys. You're talking about, like you said, multi-billion dollars. You're talking about who's going to be in the playoff picture in college football, which is king in, in some people's eyes, not in my eyes, NFL is king. But can you pay somebody a couple hundred, couple hundred thousand dollars to make the right call? I'm I'm with you on that. Now, the one fan who resides in the state of North Carolina of Hurricane Florence, uh-huh. Larry Fedora, because this weekend saved him an ass whooping that would have that would have turned up the heat even higher on that hot seat that he's on. But Hurricane Florence couldn't stop Duke. Duke goes down to Baylor, comes out of there with a W, and they're three and zero, looking pretty good. Look yeah, they played away though, bro. Huh? They played away. No, I get you. They went to Baylor, so the hurricane didn't cost them the week like it did NC State and UNC. My point is, though, is that in a year where Duke is 3-0, and North Carolina looks like garbage. David Cutcliffe is not doing Larry Fedora any favors because UNC boosters are staring at that, and they're like, oh, my God. However, like I said, got away with one this weekend, didn't well, have flip. to play the game. Flo ruined one of my Flo. predictions. I Y'all thought like uh, on uh, the first name basis. She calls you a B, bro, bro. Bra. I call her Flo. She <laughs> tells me bro. All right, tight. I, I said beginning of this year that Fedora would be fired by week four. That's well, not going to happen now. No, it's a dead set certainty. Thanks, Flo, for that. Uh, you ruined my predictions, but I will say this: Virginia Tech, don't be all bent out of shape because you didn't have to play ECU. I know you would have beaten them. ECU probably gets paid a lot of money to put you on, you know, get each other on their schedule. You know the more about the money than yeah, I yeah. do. But you don't get any credit for beating ECU this year. Like, do you? They beat Carolina, and that's their only law. Uh, that's only only win. I mean, they're one and one. I mean, ECU, given that they beat North Carolina, would be a nice – when you're looking at non-conference victories, it would be a nice W for Virginia Tech. Now, what ECU does the rest of the way, that has a lot to do with it. True. But in a good year, ECU you know, is going to do some things. I think that win last week against North Carolina saved Scotty Montgomery his job. Yeah. I think the intent was they were going to let him get through the first four weeks of the season because that first week loss at North Carolina A&T, that was a killer. But you go in there, you put it on UNC. The next two weeks, you got Virginia Tech and South Florida. You, those are L's. Losses. Now, if he started out 0-4, uh, oh after week four, that's a perfect time to go ahead and can him, bring in an interim you know, assistant to be the head coach the rest of the way, and then reevaluate at the end of the year. You've beaten UNC that way. Now, if you jettison Scotty Montgomery, you really haven't gotten the bounce out of the recruiting win that you had by beating UNC like that. True so Scotty Montgomery might be around the end of this year. Remains to be seen. I know there's an awful lot of Pirate fans out there that would love to have some Ruffin McNeil back. 
That's all oh, yeah. I'm going to say about that. Yep. All right, to the NFL real quick. Uh, the Falcons get by the Panthers. Panthers, I'm surprised they were able to hang 24 on the Falcons just because of the offensive line woes they've got. Um, Chris Cook, Chris Clark, who's the guy they signed off the street? Starting left tackle for the uh, for the Panthers this week was a street free agent. They shuffled the entire line around. Um, did an okay job. Um, I think Carolina fans probably a little disappointed that that Atlanta was able to get him for thirty one after having looked so bad on offense against Philly in the opening week. I think the O line for Carolina was a concern going in, and it it did not end up being that much of a concern because they didn't get after Cam nearly as much as everybody thought. The big deal was that Atlanta ran the ball down the throats, down the Panthers' throats, with a backup running back, and there was nothing that, that the Panthers could do. And the quick pat, the quick passes from Matty Ice, totally destroyed their pass rush. So that's the game there. And if C.J. Anderson doesn't miss a, a short Cam Newton pass and it lands in the Falcons' hands for an interception, you might be talking about a. A tie game, overtime, maybe a tie. <gasps> Could be. Chargers got by the Bills 31-20. It sounds like a close game. Look at an 11-point spread there. However, this game was 28-3 at one point. Chargers took their foot off the gas. Uh, the Bills are horrible. Yes. Um, we've talked about that. Devontae Davis quit at halftime, announced his retirement to the team, said he wasn't going back out there. Um, that, to me, is pretty fun. Wouldn't it be great if he won the lottery and he was like, he hadn't told nobody yet? Well, I mean, Vontae Davis over the course of his career has made more money than most lottery winners, so he's good. That's the one thing. And I'm not saying that you know these guys are going to punch out. They don't care whatever the case might be. But money is not an option. If you don't believe it, look at Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh, who's like $855,000. I don't even get out of bed for that. And literally doesn't get out of bed and leaves those checks on the table. Um, I'm gonna going to ask you guys again. Next. Go ahead. Does Jameis Winston have to be worried yet? Winston is not the starter in Tampa Bay anymore, period. Well, last year he wasn't didn't have to be worried. Now this week or last week, this week you guys are changing your tune? Ryan Fitz No, no, no. No, last week we said You if, said he didn't have to worry when he came back he'd be the starter. I wasn't here. I didn't say that. Yeah, you did. Not in those words. No, no, no. Said if they came out two and one or three and zero, oh, it'd be one thing. But that one game last week did not was not enough for Winston to worry. Back to back four hundred yard performances and a two and zero record. Yeah, he needs to be worried. See you on the other side. You're listening to from the cheap seats from Sanford, North Carolina. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Kiramutu todos. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. My name is Forrest, Forrest Gump. My mom always told me you don't have to sit down close to see the action. Sometimes it's better from the cheap seats. And that's all I gotta say about that. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, final segment coming up. We're going to run through some more NFL games. You are listening to From the Cheap Seats. Aaron Rodgers came out on one leg, put up 281 yards, only gets a tie out of it. 
Mm-hmm. As both teams gacked away chances to win that thing, not not the least of which was Clay Matthews on a very, very, very questionable personal foul call. I thought his tackle last week, week one, was way worse. Well, the no, week yeah, one me was, too. I mean, the week one, there was no way not to call that. It was just yeah. a horrible play. I will say this real quick: uh, the the landing your weight on a quarterback that's destined to fail. That's no, going to be been a calling huge it issue. for a couple of years, and, and no, but they put emphasis on it this year. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's it's one of those things being emphasized, and it's a, it's it's ridiculous. And the problem with this is. We saw it this past week, or on Sunday, as a matter of fact. Cousins, early in the game, got wrapped up by Mike Daniels, Green Bay. Mike Daniels, rather than take him to the ground, let him go because he thought the ball was out and didn't want to get Paul for a personal foul. Kirk Cousins spins out, throws the ball down the field for a completion and a first down. They, it, that is the most flag football play you're ever going to see, and that's what's coming. Carlos Dunlap against against Andrew Luck. Two weeks ago, that body weight onto the quarterback, he hit him straight up, bear hugged him, took him to the ground. It's it's stupid. It, it is ridiculous. stupid. It's gone from driving the quarterback to like your body weight. So it comes to flip of a coin to where like if you don't land on them, that's good, or if you have enough time. But if your body weight lands on somebody, then it's a penalty. Well, the owners are still more concerned about the health of their quarterbacks than they are anything else. Kurt Cousin is good. By the way, Kirk Cousins is good. Kirk Cousins amazes me, and he's doing more with less than anybody I've ever seen. The Titans, outgained by 160 yards, still beat the Texans. <laughs> Bill O'Brien may just not be the guy there. I'm just saying. He doesn't look like it. He doesn't. Doesn't he need? And, and the players shit. cannot enjoy playing for this dude. Just not a nice guy. Um, I don't know this matchup on paper. Dude, the Texans are supposed to win this game by 20 points. And Especially the Titans no Mariota, with, with too. Blaine freaking Gabbard at the mm-hmm. helm find a way to beat the Texans. I get Deshaun Watson still rusty, working packed past the injury. You get you got to win this game. Yeah, Blaine Gabbard throws for game. 117 yards, and you win. And you win. Um, I just the Texans, man, they're one of those teams right now. <clears throat> So we already talked about Cleveland and New Orleans. We did. The Dolphins and the Jets. The Dolphins came out there and showed the world this whole Sam Darnold thing. Let's slow down just a minute. <laughs> slow down. Don't go all Mahomes with it. Don't go all Mahomes. And, and and bear in mind that Mahomes, there's plenty of time for the rest of the league to figure him out. The difference here is, first of all, mobility. Mahomes is a great athlete. But secondly, the other thing with Mahomes is you look at the weapons around him. That's a completely different planet he's living on than Sam Darnold is. Yeah. Um, Sam Darnold needs to figure out a way to get Robbie Anderson into the offense. Robbie Anderson finished the, the season last year as one of the hottest receivers in football. Three targets so far this year. Quincy Anunwa's come out of nowhere. Bilal Powell's playing well. Isaiah Kroll's playing well. But there just isn't the dynamic set of weapons that you see with a guy like Mahomes. Well, and on top of that, Jets since the KC Pitts game is next on our list – Alec, being able to watch Alex Smith for an entire year on Mahomes' side has got to be doing something for you. Sam Darnold just comes into the league and is expected to like lead the Jets. So I'm, I mean, I'm I'm be honest with you. I think that if I had it in a vacuum, I'd rather have Mahomes than Alex Smith. Period. And I don't know that there's anything to gain from Alex Smith seeing the way he does things. Um, and proof positive, you look at the Washington game. Washington Washington's not any good. 
how's that proof positive? What why I just say Mahomes learns from watching an old pro. That's what I'm saying. That's not my point. Mm, maybe. I think I mean even watching Alex Smith, but not even so much because their games aren't really the same, but having that time to work with the coaches and all that stuff. And the you players, know, not be thrown I into think that. You're I do think they have the same type game. I think the difference with Mahomes and with Alex Smith, they're both athletic. People have always underestimated how athletic Alex Smith is. It's reverse racism. A white quarterback's not supposed to be mobile like that. It's the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. When you think Aaron Rodgers, you don't think mobile quarterback. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck ran 4-5-5 at the combine. There is a stigma attached to these white quarterbacks that they're immobile. Alex Smith is a supremely Their good Their arms athlete. are light. Years away from each other. I think wow. their arms are arm crazy strength. Different. I don't think they're necessarily that difference. The oh di- my god! It- the difference with Alex Smith. Alex Smith, his entire career has never been accurate down the field, and it doesn't matter how hard you can throw the ball. Alex Smith's got a nice arm. I mean, he was the first pick in the draft. You don't go first pick in the draft unless you got a big arm. Mahomes, Mahomes has a big arm. What I don't like about him is that his release takes a little bit too long. And I hope he can get better and get more decisive with the football as time goes on. But, um, no, I think Alex Smith and Pat Mahomes' games are very much similar, except Mahomes adds that other dimension to being able to push the ball down the field more consistently than Alex Smith. Um, Alex Smith, the whole Washington thing, is not going to work out for him. Nope. Uh, Jay Gruden, another guy that is getting pretty hot pretty quickly. The Buccaneers, we touched on this just a little bit going into the break. Ryan Fitzpatrick. First of all, if you hadn't seen Ryan Fitzpatrick's attire for the post-game interview, you need to check it out because it's top shelf. Top shelf. Have you seen the Trent? Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. I thought it was uh, McGregor. Oh, yeah. So did I. They're 2-0. Yeah, and, so and he borrowed the chains from Deshaun Jackson. What? Uh, Those weren't his chains. That's funny. He basically stole them out of his locker that's so he great. could have his presser. I've always liked Ryan Fitzpatrick, but... Fitzpatrick's doing his thing. Back-to-back 400-yard games. Um, I wouldn't trade the Rams' defense for him, but I like Fitzpatrick. (laughs) Well, there you go. I don't know who that was geared toward. That wasn't me. I I sent him my fantasy football (laughs) trade. You traded the Rams' defense for... No, I sent him got the He tried to send it to me. Oh, I'm just wetting his beak. I'm not gotcha. trading for anybody. Maybe hey, Matt No, Ryan. you see, you've Matt been Ryan, completely maybe. scared off. He's been scared off. It's by reputation. He's like, no, I could send you anything. And you'd be like, no, I'm good. You're, you're scared. You don't want to end up on the on the opposite side of trade rape. And I, I understand. Dude, that. I see what happens when people <laughs> think that the trade was unfair. This league blows your phone up. Yes. And there was some questionable trades that I was like, this, this is kind of goofy. But I'm like, I ain't right. saying a word. But I am not trading for anybody to anybody unless it's me initiating it. Oh, well, okay. see, that's the Done crazy deal. piece of this is the trade that you're alluding to. And I, I hate going down this rabbit hole was Dalvin Cook for Julian Edelman and Jared Cooks. But OK, but no, the, the problem was the uh, the other one that you did. What people. Other? Called foul on it. They said that you he was trying to help you win a title. Oh, that and was he the, was tank. Was I was like, year. I'm so confused. Oh, that was last year. That was last. Year. That was the last. We're talking about Desh- when when I traded Deshaun Watson, who was hurt for Cam Newton. He wanted Deshaun Watson to have as a keeper. 
I needed a quarterback. Cam Newton was out there, so we made. Oh, there was look, some. There I, was some yeah, prize I didn't get of the collusion of this whole thing. Trent, when you're talking about Crystal Lambert questionable trades, you get to stay on a year by year basis. That was last year. Now look, he's on to I've other only been questionable with this trades. For two Why, weeks, so. if given the opportunity, would I want to make an even trade? I'm trying to win every trade. Well, when you get a text saying, "Hey, Matt Ryan may be available." For a price. I'm like, ah, I'm out. No, I'm good. I'm going to pick up Tyrod Taylor and try to beat my team with Tyrod Taylor and bench Aaron Rodgers. How many, I'm teams, so happy how, how many did. teams did how – many, how many points did Matt Ryan have this weekend? I know, dude. I know. 32. Well, I tried to help you out. He was on out. your bench. I tried to help you out. Yeah, yeah. I had plenty of points. It wouldn't have mattered. My this whole not, team – This is not your friend. Literally, I've had nine players hurt so far. All right, the Eagles, the defending champs, looking anything like it right now. Nope. And they are speeding up, and and don't believe for a second that one doesn't have to do with the other. The fact that they have not come out of the gate with Nick Foles hitting on all eight cylinders, they are accelerating Carson Wentz's. And I love that they're like he's medically cleared. Now. Who's medically cleared? He's medically cleared now. He's now. not three weeks ago. After yeah. we're what? Because we didn't want to see one They're one and one, but it's not a. It's not an impressive one no. on one and one. That offense didn't do their part in that W against Mm-mm. the Falcons. Um, now you come out and you give four hundred yards up to Ryan Fitzpatrick. A little bit of panic setting in with the yep, Eagles, yep. maybe just a little bit. Just a little bit. You know who's not panicking? Those Rams, baby. The Rams are not. The Rams are the best team in football. Said that for the last three weeks. The Rams are the best team in football. And barring a catastrophic injury, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Bottom line. Yep. My prediction is they beat the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl. But I'm a whole lot firmer on the Rams half of that than I'm on the Bengals. The Bengals, though, 2-0, look good in the first half against Baltimore, sputtered down the stretch. But people forget they're still playing without their best player, period. Not best player on defense, their best player. Vontez Burfick hasn't seen the field yet. Got two more weeks before you see him. That Joe Mixon injury is gigantic, and they need him back as soon as they absolutely can. Gio Bernard cannot, cannot carry the ball 25 times a game. He's ineffective that way. You know who else is 2-0? The Minnesota Miracle Man, Case Keenum in the Denver Broncos yes. with two fourth-quarter comebacks for victory. I am going to state that that is the biggest surprise of this NFL season so far. And, and he hasn't looked horrible. He's no. been all right. No, it's been two, like, two kind of crazy games, but Denver's found their way to, to win them. I like Denver. I like Denver this year. Do you? Yeah, I told you that before. I am I like selling them. high on Denver. I think Denver has seen the best part of their season. I think so they far. started four and zero last year and then lost nine straight. So I'm going to hold my uh, my hope for just a little bit longer. But upside hey, I've enjoyed Denver. the game so far. The upside for Denver: Denver's not going to get blown out by anybody. That pass rush is pretty fearsome, so they're not going to they're they're not going to get torched. So if they can keep some of these games close and and win at the at the gun like they did this weekend because Oakland had them most of the day and Denver came up with a drive when it mattered most, um, Gruden loses, Keenum wins. That's how I'm looking at it. Colts get by Redskins. I told you guys Andrew Luck is back doing his thing, making all the throws he was making before the surgery. Uh, Washington, Jay Gruden could be the next. He'll be the next Gruden to get fired. John's got a whole lot more job security than Jay does. The Chiefs-Steelers game, that's the most lopsided 42-37 game I've ever seen. The, the, what the Kansas City offense is able to do is otherworldly, 
And until somebody solves that, Kansas City's going to beat just about everybody on their schedule. Uh, the Steelers, the Steelers won't panic. They've been in worse situations than this. They're just going to rally the troops. You're going to think there's a lot of turmoil going on, and when it's all said and done, they'll be nine and seven at the Is end. Is this of the enough year. to get Bell back? Is it enough to get Bell back? Bell didn't care. Le'Veon, no, Le'Veon Bell didn't give three rats asses what's he, going on he's in going. Pittsburgh right now. <laughs> no, he'll be back for week ten. He has to get back to by week ten to vest to get a year's vested and and move into free agency. He's not coming back before that. I don't. I, I do that. You heard it here first, but I don't see at this point why. If you sat out two weeks, would you not just go ahead and sit out the next seven or eight? Um, I don't think he's coming back. I think it's time to panic in Pittsburgh. They're not going to make the playoffs. Oh Could yeah, be. they'll make the playoffs. No, mm, I don't know. We'll they'll see. Make it. They'll make it. I think Cincinnati got, got and Cleveland will. Chris, they got the all-important tie that you're yeah, talking that about. And that's what's going to make Cleveland the make the playoffs instead of Pittsburgh. Oh God. <laughs> Who you got next, B? Uh, we already talked about um, Los Angeles mowed down Arizona. Arizona sucks. Uh, Detroit, Arizona is awful. They are they are neck and neck with uh, Buffalo, Buffalo right Detroit, now. Detroit, San Fran, like you know, Garoppolo is not everything that everybody thought he was. Um, well, don't ignore the injuries that are going out there in San Francisco. Jarek McKinnon going down before the beginning of the season was enormous, and the wide receiver core has been banged up already. Yep. Garoppolo, I do have confidence that he is that guy, but you got to get him some weapons. I thought Josh Gordon to San Francisco was a great idea. That apparently was one of the places that Gordon wanted to go, but John Lynch and that front office out there didn't seem inclined to give up, yep. apparently, more than a fifth-round pick. Denver wins by all-important field goal against Oakland. I watched that go through the uprights. That was exciting. Um, Jacksonville, open damn slaps, New England, and Dallas, New York. Who cares? That whole conference sucks. Boom. Division. Thanks for hanging out with us. You can get us on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. We love you guys. We're out. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.